ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm uh, Matt. I'm Matt, doing a little what have you been watching, man. Last week was our Valentine's Day episode. We had Todd Strauss-Scholson on the show, and man, that was a great episode. I loved how that turned out. I thought it was one of the deepest episodes you and I have gotten to do for the show. Yeah, a couple people have actually said that to us, and it's funny because they're trying to give us a compliment, but then always back it up with like, well, your other episodes are good too, but those are just more funny. This was more of like a like like, a, like an intellectual you know kind of like conversation i mean i like it when you guys are morons but you guys were really smart this one yeah and you're like that's what they're that's what they try to say and i'm like i, I get it i i understand man you don't have to explain it i know that we're stupid most of the times but once in a while we blow your minds <laughs> <laughs> well it was really fun uh big congrats to todd his movie was number three at the box office this weekend i'm super happy for him and that's uh that's great so if you haven't yet go see isn't it romantic in theaters now but uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to do something else with Todd in the in the future. He just announced that they're doing like a silent comedy as a movie that just got picked up by uh, by the studio. So I'm excited to see what yeah, he does with that. Yeah, but you weren't that. supposed to say that because as part of a viral release campaign, they were not saying anything about their silent movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just pantomiming it. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. He's, I was going to say he specifically told us that, but he didn't say anything. He just showed us. <laughs> still got it ah that was still funny man Ah, uh, so yeah this is a what have you been watching but we also have a big announcement at the end of the episode having to do with the upcoming episodes we got we got three upcoming episodes and we're going to tell you about that in a little bit but we cannot wait to share with you we have a kind of a kind of little program going on but it's going to be really cool we're going to tell you about it but because it's a what have you been watching matt what have you been watching uh I don't know if you can hear me. I know you can see me, but I don't know if you guys can hear it in my voice, but I am motherfucking sick. I think I have the flu, and I've been down this whole weekend. So, like a good boy, I've really tried to not do anything and just stay in bed. You didn't meant- go interview any, like, world-class <laughs> comic creators, did you? You didn't, like, well, go meet, like, I- say, the creator of The Punisher and go talk to him and get him sick? You didn't I- do that? did go see Jerry Conway and I interviewed <laughs> Jerry Conway but um other than that like really other than that I tried so hard to be good I stayed in bed for a day and a half so that I could go interview him and then I really quickly came home and went right back in bed I didn't even send you the audio for that until hours and hours after I'd been home and taken a nap <laughs> so uh Jerry Conway was at Long Beach Comic Expo this past weekend LBC and uh, the organizers who are freaking awesome were able to get me in touch with him and I got to get in there and uh, interviewed him, which was amazing. Jerry Conway, as you guys I'm sure know, is a gigantic comic creator. Huge. He was writing comics when he was 15. He published a novel before he was at a high school. He created Punisher, killed Gwen Stacy, created... Dude, he created Werewolf by Night, so he would factor perfectly into some stuff that we're talking about later what he wrote the first tomb of dracula book for marvel and he he's really he has done so many superhero books and so many horror and western like he really has touched everything 
And uh, he was cool enough to sit down with me for a couple minutes, and it was it was a great interview. So we'll be bringing you that stuff very shortly. So listen here. See, I did my research for the Jerry Conway to see what you were going to talk to him about, and like I know he did Punisher, I know he killed Gwen Stacy, and and I didn't know he did Werewolf by Night. I guess I got sidetracked as soon as I saw that he had written for a bunch of cartoons. Like he had done Batman the Animated Series, GI Joe, uh, Spider Man the Animated Series, and Dino oddly enough, writers. Dino Riders and My Little Pony, oddly enough. And I, yes. I like, did you ask him about My Little Pony? Dude, I didn't. You know what it was? I was with him for like <laughs> 20, 25 minutes and there was so much stuff we could have talked about. And actually, I had a bunch of questions prepared, but we didn't even go that route. We just shot from the hip. Um, I gave him the option to talk about, you know, superhero stuff or horror stuff. I won't tell you which one he did. Listen to the episode and see which route we go. It, but it was great. He was a super nice guy. He actually went to high school with a lot of my family, my dad and his brothers and sisters. My my aunt was Random. actually friends with him. Yeah, which is not like my aunt's not alive anymore, and he doesn't like he's not in contact with her anymore. That has nothing to do with how I got in touch with him. But it's like it's one of those things. Like it's a small world. He went to high school with my dad. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if he was like the Biff Tannen to your dad in high school? Like he was the like no, your it's dad even was funnier as if my dad was the Biff. You know what I mean? <laughs> because like my dad is such a goofy, fun, nice guy. I wish my dad was the asshole in the story of, of, of this high school. You know what I mean? This guy who I look up to and I think can do no wrong. And I think is like he doesn't have a con- an unkind bone in his body. I would love if Jerry Conway, creator of The Punisher, was like, yeah, your dad was a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. That would be hysterical. But uh, yeah, tune in in here. We'll we'll have that. What like in a month that'll be up, right? Yeah, it'll it's gonna be a minute because we got a lot of we have a huge chunk carved out that we've really put together for you guys. You're gonna love it. But the Jerry Conway interview will be coming out a little bit later. You know, we like that long tease here on the launch <laughs> yeah, pad. <laughs> play it out. It'll be worth it though. Because wait till you guys hear what we have going on the next couple of weeks. But before we get into that. Oh, you you cut me off. I was going to be like, oh, I've I've been sick this whole weekend, so I watched a lot of stuff. And then you 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 (laughs) reminded me that I met a fucking comic icon (laughs) and probably you didn't get him sick if infected with Mr. Conway. If we got you sick, uh, I apologize uh, in advance. Yeah, sure. Uh, That's just the Carrigan curse. My dad was a dick. I'm a dick. (laughs) <laughs> so what'd you watch man uh well i watched i finally got around to watching bird box did you watch bird box yet um no but i did the bird box challenge fell off the roof of my apartment building um fell into a bunch of bushes got stabbed in the face a bunch uh, but you left suck. The i think on. i could handle that challenge hardcore i'm pretty sure i could <laughs> like somebody even in the in the show choked on a tide pod i almost died Someone even drives a little bit like that and i'm like i think i could do that i know my wife could because i'm pretty sure she, that's how she drives normally <laughs> <laughs> how was um, birdbacks did you like it i liked it a lot man it's not without flaw for sure and it's not necessarily reinventing the wheel but i thought it was well crafted i thought they did a great job of getting some um a-listers and some people that at least I'd never heard of or seen and throw them in a scene together and they worked great where I feel like a lot of movies nowadays take all A-list actors for every fucking part and it kind of makes it it kind of makes the performance unbalanced in my opinion. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about that in a second cuz I watched an A-lister movie 
but we'll get to that in a minute. All right. This is good. I this is definitely on my list of like uh, my list of recommended. You you should definitely check this one out. It's I think it's fun. I think it's effective as hell. It does what it wanted to do. The couple things that I didn't like about it are slight spoilers, and I don't I don't really care about the audience, but I don't want to spoil it for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a tough sell for Sandra Bullock. I don't not like her. Like here's the thing. Like. You know, fine. Like, you like won't just you won't like or not like her based on this movie. Like, this is okay. not going to tip the scales one way or another. She did fine, and she does a good job. But anyone else could have probably done a good job too. She plays it intense a couple times when she's supposed to, and does a good job. I think for me, the problem is she's so famous that she's no longer an actor to me. Like, it's like I see her in like gravity and it was like you were miss congeniality i don't believe you got into astronaut school after that oh see i'm thinking like, you were in speed two cruise control don't don't try to slip that by me like <laughs> you, like i know you're not in that much peril if you're in a fucking spinning spaceship out in the, the stratosphere because i know that you fucking handled a cruise ship with willem dafoe crashing into a boardwalk i'm I, you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, fair she enough. does. All she right. does an okay job. She does a good job, and this is a good movie because it was a Netflix movie, and it feels it feels like they spent the budget and the time in the right places, including in the script, including in the development. Uh, it's good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really, really effective. The way that I always think about it now, the way that I rate movies is: would I run out and buy it? And if it's on, I don't even know if Netflix puts movies on Blu-ray, but if it was on Blu-ray, if it had special features, I would buy it. Huh. If it was okay. like a bare bones release and it just had trailer and interactive venues, no, I'll pass. But if it had a couple behind the scenes featurettes or bloopers or something, I would pick it up because it was good. And it definitely, it's good world building. I'm on board. I, I think I would push you to see it. You should definitely see it. I will give it a shot. I will give it a shot. Well, since it was Valentine's Day, we were sticking with the theme and I watched or I got my wife to watch My Bloody Valentine, the original 80s, nice. My Bloody Valentine. And that movie holds up, man. I think that's a really enjoyable slasher. Like, if you are looking for just a good, cheesy, classic 80s hack 'em up movie, this is a pretty solid one. It has some great sequences in it. I was a little disappointed because I thought this was going to be the unrated version, and it wasn't. So I was pretty disappointed that some of the extra, like, kills and gore that were reportedly in the unrated version were not in this. But... I, I like that movie, and it's one of those movies that's funny, too, because because I've never worked in a mine, there's moments where I'm like, I, I don't know where you are or why why that's a threat. And you're like, what is happening in this movie right now? I don't know what weapon he even has at one point. He has some sort of device that I guess is for miners, and I'm like, what what is that thing? But it's it's a fun movie. The characters are fun. You care about the characters, and then they get hacked up pretty good. So it's a good one. You remember this, right? Yeah, yeah. I like the idea that there's there's a subgenre of horror movie audience that worked in a mine and they yeah. understand this movie on a slightly better level than you or I do. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I'm like, huh, what's that weird drill picky thingy he's got? And they're like, oh, he's got the steam atomizer down there. Yeah, that'll fuck you up real good. And they're, they're, they're probably like, that's not how you hold that. It would be do that would the torque on that would go the opposite way. Am I right? And they're like <laughs> high fiving each other. Rip the wrists right off. <laughs> Stupid Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but the end of this movie has one of my favorite, like favorite things from eighties and nineties movies where the end credits roll over a song. That's oddly specific to the movie you just watched. And like, they made it for the movie, but this one's all like a slow, like folk 
ballad that's all like trapped in the mind they had to eat each other and you're like okay Whoa. wow <laughs> thanks thanks dylan who'd you drag out for this one uh i watched arachnophobia and arachnophobia has i believe a willie nelson song at the end that also seems oddly specific for the movie and i'm i you and i had talked about doing an episode of this kind of thing so i have not yet looked yet but i gotta look and see if that song was made for arachnophobia or if that was just a willie nelson song that they i just added it to my list yeah we're gonna have to check this out (laughs) that's hilarious oddly oddly specific but uh anything else to say about bloody valentine did you ever see the remake yes i did i think i saw it in theaters because i i'm thinking of watching it but what's just your hot take on it uh watch bird box first and the other movie i'm about to suggest to you watch that as well first The, the remake was fine but it's it's what it, it's the best it could have been. You know what I mean? Okay. A remake of an 80, a contemporary remake of an 80s horror movie. Didn't shit on anything. Didn't bring anything new to the table, though. It just kind of broke even, you know? Yeah, all right. Okay, Ooh. so what's the next movie you watched? Uh, again, on Netflix. I was on Netflix for a while. They have a uh-huh. movie called Open House. And I know I've been okay. pushing you to do this yet. Did you happen to do this yet? No. I'm going to table this one then because I don't want to get too far into it because I actually really want to hear what you think. And I don't want to tell you, I don't want to influence your feelings based on how I feel. And I also don't want to spoil anything. So, okay, let me ask Open a couple House. questions about it then. I'll ask you a few questions that won't spoil anything. Slight nudity. Oh, okay. Okay. How did you know what my first question was going to be? Because you licked your lips. (laughs) 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 All right. Second question. Let me ask you this question. (laughs) Is it, how gory is it? Is there, is there violence or gore? No. I mean, there's violence, but there is, there is violence, but there is not really gore. It's not that kind of I mean, that's fine. It's not a break, but it tells me more. Super into it or like, okay. Is it a ghost story? Do you want me to tell you that? It's just a yes or no. No. Okay. Is there cool makeup effects? Um, not enough that it's jumping to my brain. There is okay. a little bit, but not a lot. All right. Well, that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. All right. Well, we'll have to. We'll have to see. Um. Yeah, I'll put that on the list and try and get it in the rotation as soon as possible. It's worth it. It really. It. it and I could, as as a show, saying it in front of everybody. It's worth. It's worth me and you talking about it for you to see it, I think. I think we'd get a, a good what have you been watching out of it. Okay. Well, here's a random question. Have you ever seen the movie My Cousin Vinny? Yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't, and everybody lost their shit at this party I was at on Friday. Um, these people were all a decent bit older than us. It was Kate's family. Mm-hmm like extended family. And they were like, you haven't seen my cousin Vinny. What the fuck's wrong with you? And now <laughs> I have to watch that and get Kate to watch it as well. Cause they're like, it's the funniest movie ever. No one who's ever seen that movie didn't like it. And I'm like, <laughs> it okay. is very funny. Not the funniest movie ever, but definitely is. And maybe we should do an episode of this. It definitely is one of those movies that is like a, you haven't seen blank because yeah. I have the same reaction. Where you're like, you haven't seen Blank? Oh, you should well, get on that. There's a shit ton of movies that I haven't seen Blank that make people go, Bleh. but I'm like, yeah, but have you seen The Mutilator? No. You right. haven't seen Drive-In <laughs> Massacre? No. I didn't have you time. haven't seen Eaten Alive? No. You haven't seen Dubergator? No. I didn't have oh, wait, time fine. to watch Schindler's List. I was watching Deathbed, The Bed That Eats. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like my taste has been seen by less people than your taste. 
your tasteful film has. So right, excuse right. me, maybe mine is slightly more refined just in a like obscurity factor. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I was thinking about it. I think that would be a good episode to do because, uh-huh. and, and it's also funny because we could talk about it because how many times does someone ask you if you've seen something and you haven't and you kind of be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because you don't want to admit that you haven't seen it. I feel like people do that a lot. Yeah, and then they go, "What's your favorite scene?" And you're like, "You know, the, the one where they where, where the they do that stuff." The opening scene is pretty good. It's not as bad as the closing scene, but I mean, the third act drags a little bit, and you know, the twist just like you know, whatever. But I, I, and overall, I like it. Three stars, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, "Okay, <laughs> that would be a good one." I like, I like that. Let's let's do that as a. Episode. You can always say, "What did the character really learn?" And just let them go from there. <laughs> I would just the the way to do that is just don't take it literal. Take it like meta- metaphorical. Be like, well, on a deeper level, I feel like the subtext there is about this, because then it doesn't matter what the actual text was if you're talking the subtext. I'd be like, dude, we're talking about the Boogans. There's no subtext in the Boogans. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's man's sort of tendency to destroy nature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. The other night we watched, Kate and I watched, uh, I think, a, a great movie. This was Bad Times at El Royale. Have you seen oh, this yeah, one? Yeah. No, I saw the trailer and the trailer hit me like 50-50. Part of me was like, ooh, that's intriguing. Part of me was like, no, that's every trailer. Don't be tricked. It was awesome. Yeah? I hated the trailer. It was my least favorite trailer of the year because I felt like it spoiled so much and overtold me so much and like really just was like, here's what happens in the plot. Now you don't have to see half this movie. The movie's great. It's the best Quentin Tarantino film since Pulp Fiction. Oh, maybe I didn't see it because of him. I'm kind of done with him. Well, it's not Quentin Tarantino. It's the guy who did Cabin in the Woods. But you watch this movie and you're like, oh, it's the guy who did Cabin in the Woods doing a Quentin Tarantino film better than Quentin Tarantino does. Yeah, I don't like Quentin Tarantino anymore. I'd like a Quentin Tarantino knockoff. It's like finally time that people who were like, oh, man, I like Quentin Tarantino a lot. Here's my version of it. But with the sort of the retrospect and the maturity of not immediately after the 90s when we had all these Pulp Fiction knockoffs. Right, right. But like, this is like looking back at it, it ha- it's it's one of those movies that has a huge cast. I mean, you got Jeff Bridges, you got John Hamm, um, you got Dakota Johnson, you have Thor, Chris Helmsworth is in it. Mm-hmm. And normally he plays like a heartthrob goofy guy. I can't tell you what he plays in this movie, but it's totally against what you would expect him to be. I hope he plays a heart guy goofy throb. <laughs> i'd watch the shit out of that <laughs> you should watch this i i liked it a lot i thought it was one of the more entertaining well-written movies that i've seen in a long time i'm surprised it isn't more nominated for stuff i know jeff bridges was nominated and won a golden globe or something for it but really cool movie really interested every time you're like i know what's about to happen it's like do you now Boom, something different. And it's like, wow, wow, you kept me guessing the entire movie. Good on you. That's cool. Yeah, I always like when a movie can do that successfully, you know? And then, like, just when you're like, well, it wants me to think this, so it must be doing that. Oh, man, it did something even different. Good uh, job, you movie. you got me, movie. Yeah, it, it kept getting me, and at the end, I was just, I was pretty, pretty impressed. So, Bad Times at El Royale gets a big thumbs up for me. Two thumbs up. Ooh, okay. Two thumbs up and a tail wag. well those are the movies that we've been watching you guys should let us know what you've been watching let us know on facebook instagram and twitter at launchpad pod or on our website launchpadpod.com 
We're in a little bit of a hiatus right now with Destroyer, but if you haven't read it, you can catch up on the whole first season. The first arc is on our website, launchpadpod.com. More Destroyer will be coming later this year. Super fun. I love that comic, man. Steve Prince has been killing it, and you can check out his other comic, Monster Matador, online. So, Matt, in the next Mm. few weeks, we have an awesome series coming out. These are three episodes that we've been recording for a while now, but it's three episodes put together to create kind of a, a little mini series. Why don't you tell us who we interviewed for this? Well, we got three of our favorite comic book creators who actually know each other pretty well. We got a longtime friend of the show, Kelly Jones. We've got artist Graham Nolan, and we got writer extraordinaire Chuck Dixon. Now, why are these guys as a package important? Why are these guys an important team? I know that our audience is not only good looking, but they're a bunch of nerds. So you guys all know that these guys were the guys who created Batman Nightfall back in the 90s. Kelly Jones was the cover artist for most of that. Chuck Dixon wrote most of that. And Graham Nolan drew most of that, at least some of the the, the most uh, the the flagship titles at the time. I mean, where Bane breaks Break Batman's back. back. Yep. Yeah. This is iconic. And so these guys were the creative forces behind that. Yeah. We reached out to them. We were like, hey, we would love to interview you guys. You guys created one of the coolest, one of the most epic events in comics. Let's talk about werewolves. Yeah. Let's not even talk about that. Let's talk about werewolves. And you know what was funny to me? These guys were like, oh, hell yeah. Not only were all three of them like, I love werewolves. Not only did all three of them have their own like favorite werewolf movies and their fame favorite werewolf properties, they they didn't even overlap. These no, guys and, are yeah. such big horror fans, and it's, it's particularly werewolf fans. They all had something different to bring to the table about werewolves, dude. I could have never dreamed that this turned out as badass and cool as it did. Oh, and like not only were these guys great. Um, great guys to talk to, great guests to have on the show, but damned if they're not, you know, lycanthrope scholars because they know yeah. their stuff. It was, I mean, it was just so fun to talk to these guys on the level of just a bunch of, you know, ultimately five guys who love horror and werewolves. To just talk to them about this stuff was just, it was unreal. It was a ton of fun. You guys got to check it out. Keep it tuned right here. We're going to start next week, right? Yeah, next week we're going to start with Chuck Dixon. He was the writer of the Nightfall series, and we talked to him about werewolves. And it's a series that we are calling Nightfall Full Moon. So it's our talking to the guys who created Nightfall about werewolves. They have so many different things to offer. Movies that we had never heard of at the launch pad had never heard of certain werewolf properties that they bring up books comic books, movies, just an awesome deep dive into the werewolf mythos. Yeah, it's cool. If you guys, if you care about horror, if you care about werewolves, if you care about Batman, if you care about comics, these episodes are going to be right up your alley. So tune in here, probably keep a little silver close at hand just in case. Oh yeah. Maybe a little raw meat. <laughs> a little raw meat, maybe maybe set out some bear traps, some wolfsbane, and uh, get ready for some werewolves. It's nightfall. Full moon. Nice. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) Like we said, mentioned earlier, keep up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod. Like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It really helps us out. Until next time, we're the Rocketeers. Matt? We're out.
Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 